delving into current events to uncover relevant wisdom. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari. Welcome back to the Charlie Harari Show, talking about the economy, how it works, so that we can understand how we can make more money and be more protected and not be subject to the winds that are happening around us. No matter what you're doing, the economy is important to you, whether you like it or not, whether you're interested or not, this is affecting your life and it will affect your children. So it's worth it just for a minute, take a minute and look back and try to understand it. So we spoke last section, last segment, last section, last segment about spending. That's the key. The key to it all is spend money, spend money, make money, spend money, make money. Transactions are the way the economy rolls. So how do you spend money? So the answer is, is really one of two ways. Either you spend money by earning money or you spend money by borrowing money. So let's talk about it from two specific cycles. It's actually a concept I got from my one of the top fund, hedge fund uh, investors in the world named Ray Dalio. So here's, here's how you can understand it. The one way of looking at it is what, what they call productivity Right, you're more productive. You had you were a, a you know let's you know a guy you know is 15 years old and he wants to get a job, so he's caddying at a golf club or he's working at a restaurant and he's making X dollars, you know, a few dollars an hour. Okay, he doesn't really have a lot of skills. Right, he's a high school kid. What can he do? Like, you know, tweet. Like, what is? Not, not no offense to high school kids, but like, how much experience do you really have in life? Very little. So you go out and you and you um and you get a job and you make a couple of dollars. But then you go to college and you get a degree in engineering or whatever. So then you go out and you get a job as an engineer. And now that that job as an engineer gets you so much more money, you're more productive. And then you have an idea to start, you know, a, a different way of engineering. So you go out and you have clients and you're more productive. And then you you come up with a, a you keep on pushing hard and you hire somebody, right? What you're doing is over the course of your life, you're increasing your earnings because you're bringing more value to the market. That's it, right? That's how you make more money. When people want more of what you have to offer, people will pay you for it, whether it's a thing you produce or a thing that you are. That's called productivity. The way the economy is supposed to work is we are get better we get better and better and better. Each of us become more and more and more valuable. And when you have more value, you have more money. When you have more money, you spend more money. So when you were in high school, you had to live in mom and dad's house and you had to, you know, eat fast food and you, you know, shared the Netflix account with your parents. And then you're in college, you make a little more. And then when you're, you know, in your thirties and you're, you know, in your career, you get to buy your own home, right? You spend more money and you have your own family and you, and you're the head of the Netflix account or whatever it is, right? That's how it's supposed to work. However, there's another way to spend money. How is that? You spend money by borrowing it, right? If I want to buy a TV and I don't have the money for the TV because I only make a certain amount of, of, of dollars per hour then how am I going to get my TV? But I want my TV. So what society has done is said to us, hey, listen, we're going to allow you to buy the TV today and pay me back in the future. It's called credit or debt, right? For now, we're going to, those, are, those two words are different, but we'll use them the same, right? So there are credit card companies or there are banks who make a living, and there's nothing wrong with this, who make a living giving you money that you don't earn, that you don't have, that you haven't earned yet today so that you can buy what you want 
as long as you give that money back to them in the future with a little bit extra called an interest rate, right? So if I'm going to lend you, the bank says, you know, $1,000 to buy the television, great, enjoy it. You have to pay me back that $1,000, obviously, and you only got to pay me that $1,000 back, but I got to make a living, right? So I need you to pay me back that $1,000 plus a percentage more. Maybe I'll charge you a few percentage, and you get, now don't give me back a thousand. You have to give me back thirteen hundred dollars. Okay, it's called an interest rate. So there's two ways now. I walk into a work into circ, walk into Circuit City if that that's even still around anymore, and I walk and I see this huge big screen TV, and I say I want it. And my wife says, but you can't afford it. And I go, I know, but I want it. Look how big it is. I'm gonna watch the Giants play on that screen. I gotta have it. But I don't have enough money in my pocket. I don't have cash. I don't have enough in my checking account. I know what I'll do. I'm going to hand them a piece of plastic, a credit card or whatever, and they're going to give it to me today. And I know that in the future, I'm going to have to pay that credit card company back the $1,000 for the television plus the interest that they're going to charge me. Now, if you would ask what is a bigger cause of spending, extra earning or debt, what would you think? And of course, the answer is debt, right? Because who has, we're living in America, like who has that level of discipline? How many people do you know live a life where they buy things that they can, that, that they can afford? We live a life that we live our lives. And so if we can't afford something today, we borrow to get it, right? How many of us have ever bought a house in which you paid cash for the house? Nobody Nobody, unless mom and dad gave it to you, or you're old enough to afford it yourselves because you've, you've worked a lot of money. Most people that buy their first house, they put a couple of dollars down, call a down payment, and they borrow the rest from the bank. And the bank says, here, take all this money. Here's a, here's here's $250,000. There you go. Enjoy your first house. Remember, you got to pay me back that two fifty plus a little bit extra. It's called an interest rate. Now, if the interest rates, are that which, by the way, are being set, for the most part, by the government. Okay, if the interest rates are low, people will borrow more money. Eh, so what's the big deal? If I get, if you're going to give me a thousand dollars and I only, I'm only going to give you eleven hundred dollars back, that's 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 pretty cheap. If the interest rates are high, people bar, people will buy borrow less money. And so, if you can take a step back and think of the economy as a place where everyone is just looking to spend money, and the way they spend money. Is either by earning it or by borrowing it, you understand the the engine of how we work. And just to give you a sense of numbers, we have three trillion dollars, so to speak, of cash, if you will, in the economy. We have fifty trillion dollars of credit. Okay, so credit, the banks, the loans, the and how this works. We can, if you email me, you want, I can give you another hour of how credit works and debt and ratios, whatever. But the the idea is that when, when I buy something, who's paying for it? Is it me paying for it with the dollar? Or is it someone else paying for it that's going to cost me that dollar ten later on in life? So a minute ago, we spoke about how the economy really is about spending. If I spend on the banana, right, then someone else is richer. And then that person then goes out and gives somebody else, right? We want spending. We want because as people spend money, the economy grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. However, 
if we're borrowing money and spending money, what's happening to the prices, right? If everybody can afford that same banana, then the demand for that banana goes up, so the prices go up, right? So now that my same dollar buys less. So what the government does is the government regulates interest rates, right? The government says, hey, listen, I don't want, I want to make sure I know how much spending is going on. So when there's a real increase, there's an expansion, there's a lot of spending going on, the government will increase interest rates. It'll be harder for me to borrow money. It'll be more expensive. So I'll borrow less. So I'll spend less so that there'll be less money in the economy. And so as a result, everything calms down a little bit. Picture the government like the person standing by a flame in the kitchen, right? There's a boiling pot and all of a sudden, and that pot really boils because of all the debt we take and we borrow more and spend more and borrow more. Now, remember, I borrow more and I spend money on the on, on the banana and then that guy borrows more and spends money on the shoes and then that guy borrows more, right? As you make, you borrow. As you make, you borrow. And the, and the, and the water begins to boil and boil and boil and boil and boil. And at some point, it's too hot. So the government simmers it down a little bit. And now, all of a sudden, it becomes harder to borrow. So people spend less. So then it simmers, but then it gets a little bit too cool and they go, oh, I need the economy to grow again. So it picks it up and puts it down and it picks it up and puts it down. And that's what every time you see in the paper that the government is increasing or decreasing interest rates, that's what's happening. Whenever you see the government's going to do this, the Fed's going to do that, all that stuff is the government figuring out how much is being spent every day or and, how the, and how much we should make borrowing higher or lower. Okay? So we've got spending... We've got money I earned, productivity, and we've got debt. So I may be getting a little technical, but I'm about to be done. And then if you want more, just email, because this is, obviously, this is a much more complicated area. But if you want more, email me, and maybe I'll do a special side podcast for those that want a little bit more detail on this. But here's sort of the basics of it. Over the course of the past decade, or decade and a half, what has happened is, or look, what always happens is that people borrow and then it simmers but once as opposed to stopping to spend they just forget and they just keep on borrowing and they borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow so over the past 15 years what happened was we had all this money hitting the world right and we went 2000 remember that that dot-com bubble people spending all this money and all that busted right and people borrowed all this money and spent it but now they have to pay it back and they don't have it, right? That's the problem with debt is that at some point, you know, the rooster comes home. That's even an expression. And then as soon as that happens, everything starts to spiral because I have a debt and I, don't, I can't pay money for my debt. I'm going to pay money on the new bananas. So spending stops. People have less money and then we cycle downward. And so what happened over the past decade and a half was that the government kept interest rates really low for housing, right? This is sort of the beginning of why we are where we are. So imagine a, a world where we're not the economy is not being generated by how much money we earn. It's being generated by how much money we can borrow. So everybody's going out and buying homes and buying things that they can't afford because the, the interest rates are low, because it's easy to borrow, because it's cheap to borrow. You can walk into a brand new house and, the, and it's, you, you're buying it for half a million dollars. You can't afford a half a million dollars. But the, but the bank is saying, hey, don't worry about it. It's, it. You'll pay it back over the course of 30 years, and it's cheap. Look how cheap it is. 
um, it's not even so expensive to borrow money anymore. It's it's only you only have to pay me back a million plus a little bit. And we go, okay. And you know, in fact, the first few years, um, you don't have to even pay it back at all. It's just called interest only. I'm just going to give you. You don't have to pay back the principal even. You just got to pay back a little bit every month. It's almost like rent. It's cheaper than rent. Just and the Americans are buying and buying and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. And you're looking at an economy that everybody thinks that we're rich because your house is worth so much, but it's only worth so much because everyone who can't afford it is borrowing to buy it. So you have a world where we're not building factories. We're not building education. An individual is not saying, hey, if I want to make, if I want to live in that house, I got to go back to school. I got to come up with my idea. I got to work till two o'clock in the morning. I got to really bust to be able to afford. No. What they're saying is, all I got to do is borrow it. I just got to sign on the dotted line. Okay, I'm in. Wait, wait, wait. I don't have to actually do more to afford more. I could just borrow it. Sure. I'll just borrow it. And what we what what happened for those that in two thousand four five six is this world and how it happened is a whole discussion. But what happened was transactions, right? The basis of the economy was not being done based on how much money I have. It was being done based on how much money I borrowed, and everybody was borrowing and borrowing. And you're not building. You know, it's amazing. They didn't build factories. You know what they built? Condos. Because I can buy for a housing price, I can get a, a mortgage for cheaper than I can get a, a loan on building a factory to produce more stuff. So all of us, the whole economy, people, and whose fault is it? Is it the people's fault? Is it the bank's fault? And depending on what side of the aisle that you're on, Bernie says it's the banks, the Republican says it's the people, it's, it doesn't matter. The reality is, what's happening is, all of this borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing leaves people over the course of, of, of time with so much more stuff, but no one can afford it. And then all of a sudden, the music stops. Right? Musical chairs? The music stops. And now, you can't borrow anymore. And now, you don't have enough money to pay back your loans. Because there's so much money in the economy, right? Prices went up. So now... You have the same amount of money you were earning 10 years earlier, but it costs more money to buy milk. It costs more money to buy a home. It costs more money to buy a car. It costs more money to live my life. And all of that was all being generated off this bubble called debt. And what we're living in right now is a decade almost of trying to what they call deleverage. They're trying to get back to a world where we're actually normalized again because all the homes that were built that were being sent to somebody else that couldn't afford it what happens to all that and all the extra stuff that people have and all the fact all the prices that are now set are prices that were set because people were spending money that wasn't even their money they were putting it on credit cards. They were borrowing from the banks. So what happens to those prices of goods? I'm still making the same amount that I made five years ago. My, my wages didn't go up. All those businesses that are out of business right now because people didn't really want their stuff. They just had extra money to spend. All of that has been de- decreasing and declining and decreasing and declining and decreasing and declining. When we come back, we're going to talk about just what that does to an economy, to a people, and most importantly, what that means for me and you and how we can use this to change our lives today. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Charlie Harari Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 
This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. 